Are you feeling overwhelmed by the pressure to produce content constantly? In this episode, I want to explore why it's okay to focus on just one thing and how you can totally make that work for you and grow a business that you love without constantly making new content. Welcome to Big Fun Content, the show that helps you stand out from everyone else in your industry by building a brand you love and creating content that's impossible to ignore. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, a graphic designer who creates high-energy visuals and short-form videos for some of the sassiest, boldest, most rebellious online businesses out there. Are you ready to up the fun in your content? Let's get started. Okay, welcome to the very first episode of Big Fun Content. And guess what? I'm going to start this new direction for the podcast with a bang. Are you ready for it? What is the point of your content? Right? It sounds like maybe I'm being a jerk and I'm like, what's the point? Or maybe I'm being like really philosophical. Like, what is the point of this content? But it's a real question, right? We're all so busy just cranking out content, content, content. But have you ever really sat down and just thought about why? you make your content. I'll give you like two seconds now to do it. If you need more than two seconds, you're going to have to hit pause. But now that I've just rambled about the two seconds, although it wasn't quiet, do you know why you make your content? I think your first response is going to be like to get clients, right? To market your business, to get clients. I know that sometimes there are reasons like I want to build my authority. I want to up my SEO. I want to serve my audience. Maybe like meeting new people, reaching new people. But the bottom line is that we're doing it to get clients pretty much, right? Like that's the end goal of all content to get in front of people so that eventually they buy your stuff, right? And I know I've been sassy in the past and talking about sales and money mindset and online business shenanigans, but we have to make money. So let me ask you this. If you're making money right now, where do most of your clients come from? So think about that for a second. If the goal of content is to get new clients, and right now you have some clients and you might think about where they came from, usually when I ask people this in content map sessions, they usually say referrals or word of mouth. Not many people say, oh, they read my blog. Sometimes email, like it is content sometimes, but like where do most of them come from? If it is not content for you, then why do you feel the need to crank out so much content? Like in those same content map meetings, people would say things like, I know I should be on Pinterest, or I know, I know, I know I should be repurposing my reels into YouTube shorts, or I should have longer blogs. I should be blogging more. I should work on SEO more on my blog. Like it's always, there's always something that they could be doing better something they should be doing. Do you remember in Dirty Dancing? I feel like Baby asks her sister, like, hey, you got to do something. She wanted her to cover for her so she could go dance with Johnny Castle at the Sheldrake when the little lady like stole the wallet or whatever. And the sister was like, I don't got to just do anything or something like that. I don't know. I'm probably misquitting her. But you know that part? I don't just got to do anything. Like you don't just got to do anything either when it comes to your content. A lot of the messaging that we get about content and how much content to make comes from people who make a living teaching people to make content, right? Or people who it is their job to make content. It's influencers who are posting multiple times a day and posting a bunch of times a week. And that is their thing, posting. So if your actual job is not posting, 
then you might be posting too much. <laughs> if that's not your job and you feel like the posting is distracting you from your actual job, then maybe posting isn't the thing you need to be doing so much. So my point is that you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And as a matter of fact, the things that you're forcing yourself to do probably suck. Harsh. I know. is getting real over here. But I just want to bust the myth that you have to do anything you don't want to do or that doesn't bring you joy when it comes to content. Which you might be like, well, I don't like any of it. So how, how does that work? How do I get new clients if I don't like any of it? And I think if you don't like any of it, ask yourself how many different things you're doing because it's probably really hard to like one thing when you're feeling overwhelmed by all the things. So <clears throat> if you just concentrated on the things that you love doing, so if you do feel like right now I don't love anything, try to peel that back and be like, what if I only had to do one thing? What would that be? So if you just picked one thing, you're like, Danny, you already said that. I'm like, I know, but people don't believe me. And the reason people don't believe people is because lots of people saying just do one thing are doing more than one thing. As a matter of fact, right now I'm recording this podcast. I also write weekly emails to my newsletter. I also show up on Instagram. So technically I'm doing three things and I'm telling you to do one thing, which might feel like that's whack. However, right now I have a helper. I have hired a virtual assistant named Emily and she is amazing and she's helping me post on Instagram. So at the moment, based on my budget and her space and her calendar, what we're doing is like I am writing my emails in a Google Doc and she is putting them into ConvertKit and putting them onto my blog. I am creating my stuff for my Instagram stories and I'm creating my reels and she is posting them. I'm responding to comments because that's what I like doing and DMs. Like I'm doing the engagement part, but she's just doing the posting part. I'm writing the captions. I'm making the posts. She's posting. them. So I have help. That's why I'm doing more than one. So if you have help, you could think about doing a couple things, but I want you to also think about what's the part you like doing. I love making the graphics for stories and I like making my reels. I don't mind it. I like it. It's fun for me. Posting them is annoying to me. <laughs> like, like I get that timer on my phone that's like, hey, Dee Dee, time to post. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm in the middle of something I don't want to post right now. So I wasn't posting because I didn't like it. So that's how we split that up. So with my podcast, I like recording it. I like interviewing people. I enjoy making the graphics. I enjoy picking the music for each episode. I'm doing all the things I love and Emily is helping me out and the parts that sort of stall me out in my creative process. So if you're thinking it's not fair, you're telling me to do one thing and you do more than one thing. If you have help, you can pick more than one thing. If right now you don't have help, I want you to just honestly pick one thing. So if I had to pick one thing, so now I'm also calling myself out. Let me work this through. Personally, I think your email list is like a non-negotiable. So there are many ways you can make that more fun for yourself, make it shorter. Liz Wilcox has an amazing membership for that. I love writing my emails the way I do, and I repurpose them on my blog. <clears throat> but to me, an email is non-negotiable, right? So I'm saying like, pick your one thing. If that's one social media platform, if that's blogging, if that is podcasting. Okay, new idea. Let's let everybody have email and then you get to pick one thing. I think your email is just like a way to stay in touch with your people. It's your mode of communication with them. It's a way to let them know the things you're doing. So in other words, 
your email is there no matter what, but your email tells them like, hey, I have a new podcast out or hey, I wrote a new blog or hey, check out this reel I made. It's really funny. So your email's there in the background. I want you to work on your email, but you get to pick one other method to create your content, okay? In terms of art, I would be like, you need one other medium, one other way to express yourself. The email is going to be the communicator between you and your clients, like potential clients, audience, people. But also, I will allow you to only pick email if you want to, which is maybe wild to some people like, oh my gosh, how could I just pick email? How would I get anybody on my list if I'm not showing up anywhere else? Well, then you probably have to work on podcast guesting or guest blogging or collaborations of some sort so that people can know you exist. Because obviously, if you're just like chilling, writing your emails in your own little corner of the internet and not putting a message out somewhere, it's going to be hard for people to find you. You could also go all in on networking. So think about all the things I just named, which you're like, dude, I'm driving. I'm not taking notes. So what is going on? What do you like to do? If it's networking, you could definitely network but still have an email list. If it's podcasting, do that. I love podcasting because it's, I think, also like networking if you have guests on your podcast. So yes, blogging, whatever you want, one thing. Plus, I'll let you have an email. It's not so kind of me. Aren't you glad I'm like so bossy? I'm telling you exactly what to do, even though I'm like all rebellious and whatnot. As always, this is just me spouting off at my microphone. You take what you want and leave the rest. Speaking of taking something, let's take a quick break and then we'll get back into this. If you're listening to this episode and nodding along, but you're not even sure where to go from here, I got you covered. I have something that I like to call your content map. It's an hour with me on Zoom where we figure out all the things you actually want to be doing and how you can build a content plan that won't have you wanting to burn it all down. Head over to yourcontentmap.com to learn more. Okay, so like I was saying, if you could just pick one thing, what would it be? If that was blogging, I want you to blog your guts out. I want you to blog your ass off, right? If it's making a podcast, make your podcast the best possible podcast that it can be. Add ads, add fun music, add sound effects. Make it a work of art, okay? And maybe that would mean, especially if you're just by yourself, maybe that means releasing an episode every other week. My friend Angie Trueblood Go Pitch Yourself has consistently posted a podcast episode every other week for a long time. She's got a great listen note score. I don't even know if that means anything. Is that a vanity metric? Maybe, but whatever. I don't think it is. I don't know. Whatever. I'm saying, I think people are listening to Angie's podcast. I am. So there's at least one listener. (laughs) Just kidding. What am I talking about? Angie has a very successful podcast that only comes out quote unquote only. I said only. See, it's so ingrained in us to do content way more than we need to. She does it every other week. Slow and steady wins the race. She's been doing it for years. She's great. You don't have to also record the video and put it on YouTube. That is a whole nother thing. So if you want to make YouTube videos because you love that, then make YouTube videos. Okay. It's this idea that you can do all this stuff really well and you maybe could with a team, but it's a lot. It is is a lot to put on yourself. So if you could just concentrate on making your podcast the best it could be, or if you want to be on YouTube, get on YouTube. All right. For me, I love this podcast and I love, like I said, emails. I'm gonna let you have those. I love making those. So that's what I do. That's what I'm doing. 
I'm doing some podcasting series. So maybe you think I'm bending the rules a little bit. You should already know I'm a rebel, but it's still audio. I love audio. I said last year that 2023 was going to be the year of audio for me and networking. And like I just said, I think podcasting sort of does both, but I've also been in some networking groups. So anyways, I do love interviewing people on my podcast and I love making the images and sharing my stories in my weekly emails. So those are my two things. And also, you know, that question, like people ask you, if you won the lottery tomorrow, would you still work? If I'm being honest, (laughs) I would definitely take a ton of time off. But I do think I would start to genuinely miss podcasting and the conversations I've been able to have on my podcast. And I think I would miss writing those emails. I mean, I'll be on a vacation for a little while, but I use both of those things to spark the ideas for my social media. And I usually literally just copy and paste. I mean, I do copy and paste the emails into my blog. Technically, Emily does. So I don't worry about SEO or anything that I'm supposed to care about with traditional blogging because I didn't choose blogging, right? I chose podcasting. So my show notes are also not the best. They're not super show notes. They're not SEO show notes. I do transcripts because that's important to me. But I mean, AI does transcripts and we try to clean them up. But starting to care about my SEO show notes or my SEO blogs would start to suck the joy out of it for me. And I didn't choose SEO blogging. You can choose that if you want to. I chose podcasting. But do you see how even if you just choose podcasting, it can start a slippery slope of should it also be a video? Should I also have SEO rich show notes? Should I also make sure my transcripts are plugged in for SEO content? Like, it can just get to be a lot to where you're like, wait, I thought I was just making a podcast. So like I said, just do that. Technically, I could pin, right? People would be like, oh, well, are you on Pinterest pinning back to each episode? Yeah, I could do that and send people to my website, to my show notes or to my essays. But that's not something I love doing. I didn't choose Pinterest. If you want to choose Pinterest, choose Pinterest, but you better have some kick-ass pins and you're sending them to content you've made in the past because now you're cooling your jets and you're only going to pick one thing and it's Pinterest. Or when you have the funds and you've grown your business a little bit and you can hire someone to help you with Pinterest, then that's okay. Like for now, it's not in my budget to outsource pinning pins to Emily. She's already busy helping me do the not so fun parts of the things I love, which is emails and podcasts. So maybe one day I'll do pins. But also, I want you to think about, for me, I'm not building a million, billion, gajillion dollar industry empire over here. I am trying to build a business that I love with clients that I adore and that fuels my creative spirit and allows me to chaperone field trips when I want to. That's what I want from my business. I am not chasing like a seven-figure launches or affiliate marketing that's blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing that. I just want to have a nice business. I mean, I want to make some money. Don't get me wrong. If you want me to say a goal, like it would be awesome if I made a couple hundred grand a year, maybe after taxes, that would be super sweet. Not to get into too much financials here, but Matt and I are a little behind, I think, on saving for retirement. I was a teacher He works in the dining hall at a university, if you don't know that. So we are not 
a super wealthy family were two punks trying to raise some kids in the suburbs of Richmond, Virginia. So we have some financial goals that we need to get going on. So if I could get some money in the bank, that would be great. But I don't need a million dollars in the bank. It's not what I need. Unless I win the lottery, I'm probably not going to get that. Because if I reach for that goal, I'm going to have to give up something else. Anyways, let me step right down from that soapbox for a second. As you go on about your day, I want you to think of your answer to this question. If you could only do one type of content in your business, what would it be? I said I would let you have email for free. So one additional. Or it could be a rebel and just pick email. Or if you really want to pick two extras, an email, I'll let you. But you're getting crazy. You're getting wild. And I want you to try to just pick one. And let it be the fun one for you. Not the one you think you're supposed to do. Not the one that you think is going to make you the most money or... Not the one where you think your audience is. I've said before that there's like billions of people on each platform and all over the place. So I think you can pick whatever channel you want. There's going to be plenty of people on there for you to serve there. So what's the one thing that you could do that would be fun for you and make it the best content you could ever make? You would actually be excited to make the content instead of stressed out about making the content. You know, the whole like quality over quantity. Think about that question. And honestly, I do want you to hit me up over on Instagram and let me know what your one true love of content would be. I love it. I love a good DM over on Instagram. So find me over there and maybe I'll start collecting some unofficial data. Data? Data. I hate that word. Okay. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Big Fun Content. If you like what you heard today, think about pushing that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, I would love it if you would leave me a review so more people could find me. Wink, wink. And last but not least, if you want to remain in my world and get some really fun emails in your inbox, head over to deannaseymour.com newsletter to join my email list. See you next time.